Hello? Hi, it's Robert. Do you want to be on the show? Never call me again. Hello, welcome. My name is Robert, and this is Never Call Me Again. Michael's vision is fed by extensive travel and experience in aviation and exploration. His large-scale palette knife works invite the viewer above and into his aerial perspective on landscapes and cityscapes. Michael, how does that work? All meets from my life experience with my childhood growing up, my uh, dad's side of the family was an artistic side. My mom's side of the family was uh, very heavily involved with aviation from my grandfather's side, I should say. And um, I think the experiences of those two influences led to the path that I've found myself on from my my dad was is an architect and my mom owned a art and craft gallery in calgary alberta where i grew up and i believe that i absorbed their weight or value that they placed on art from a very early stage in my life and as I grew up and began to chart my own path in in life for uh, what I what I thought I wanted to do was originally getting into uh, uh, aviation. I wanted to be a pilot. I tried that, didn't work out for me, and uh, eventually got into air traffic control, which I've been doing now for twenty years. But on the side of that, I felt like I needed to find a way to be able to express myself and have a voice in the world, which I felt like I I wasn't getting out of air traffic control. It was very satisfying from a, a challenging perspective, but uh, it wasn't giving me that opportunity to express my feelings or my thoughts or my ideas. And uh, when I was living in Newfoundland about uh, 15 years ago, I began to explore some of the smaller communities of the province and felt that there was a relationship that I had with them spiritually and their their sense of isolation and they're, they're relatively disconnected from the larger communities. And I can identify with that that feeling. So I began to pursue uh, other artists' work for identifying that feeling, and then eventually got to the point where I felt that I wanted to be able to express my uh, perspective and, and and my relationship with those communities as well. And it's grown from there. Did you have any? other occurrences in, in your childhood out, outside of family that informed your your work as an artist and, and helped develop who you are today? Very 
significant experiences I had as a, as a kid was uh, moving from a school where the, the local area was relatively economically depressed. And um, my dad had a friend who had an address in this other catchment area of a, of a school system, which was, which was economically more well off. And uh, I found myself in that community where I was from the wrong side of the tracks, so to speak. And um, my level of education at the point in time was, was not what it was for the others. And I, I instantly felt disconnected. I, I felt like I, I couldn't relate um, until art class. And as soon as that came into our life at that new school, and I was able to uh, connect with my classmates and, and show what I was able to do, and, and I was able to get uh, some accolades from from my teachers and my, my friends for, for what I was creating. And I think that that was a very rewarding experience and gave me an earlier uh, idea of how important or how, how strong art can be for people to have a voice in, in the world. I feel like, um, like art is this culmination of human experiences that can transcend all kinds of labels or compartments that we we put ourselves into and it gives us that opportunity to connect on a level that's that doesn't necessarily have uh, an easily identifiable label i am transported to a place that is void of time i travel to the setting of where imagination meets memory and the two are indistinguishable. I begin to wonder if what I am remembering from a scene is manufactured and my nostalgia has softened what was or is real. That was from a a recent statement that you had made and I wonder how does that apply to the relationships you were able to make in art class um, as a child? One of my uh, best friends that I still have to this very day from when I was uh, about grade five, when I switched the schools, I, his his family was affluent. And uh, I remember visiting their home often as a, as a kid. And they had a, a pretty amazing art collection and group of seven collection and uh, Canadian group of artists that are fairly well known for their depiction of the Canadian landscape Um, amongst other artists that are pretty well known in Canada, Alexander Colville, etc. So I I had this opportunity to see some really great art as a kid and experience the, the value that people place on that in our life was something that really stuck with me as well. I mean, I've had a whole bunch of these little weird experiences um, as a child. I think that as a kid growing up with, with art that have really given it um, 
a lot of value for me. Hearing your story, I wonder what impact you may have had on him in in life and, and if he truly understands the impact that he and his family have had on you as an artist. To answer your questions, my, my friend is uh, involved with his own art forms. Uh, he lives in Texas now, and uh, he, he's involved with some, some very interesting uh, ornamentation for Christmas. And um, so, so he's got an art form of his own. And what he thinks of my art, I, I'm not, not totally sure, but I know he, he appreciates and values. I don't know if he even knows the gravity of uh, the influence that his friendship has had on me or his, his family's friendship has had on me. Um, uh, but an interesting experience with that, he got married, I mean, about 10-ish years ago. And I was living in Newfoundland at the time and I had done him a painting, him and his wife, a, a painting for their, for their wedding. And I wasn't comfortable shipping it. Um, so I, I, I had carted this thing with me from Newfoundland, the East coast of <laughs> Canada, all the way to, to Los Angeles. And it was, it was quite an, an experience going through all the customs, etc., with this large <laughs> painting. And I, I know that they've really appreciated that. It's been a big centerpiece in their home. Uh, he sent me a lot of pictures of it over the years. So it was cool. What experiences within your, your family at that age have continued to inform your work? And I remember this, uh, this trip that my, my dad had taken my brother and I on when we were very young to the uh, southern area of Alberta, right on the border with Montana. And there's um, a lot of Native American uh, land down there that's that's been uh, designated as a as as protected area. Uh, one in particular is called um, Writing on Stone National Park. Um, it's a it's a collection of of petroglyphs that uh, were discovered in the 1900s. And uh, they're they're well preserved today, but th- the experience left me realizing that some of the only artifacts that we have as as humans are these uh, these marks that we have a tendency to make and leave on things like stone and trees, like I was here. And uh, I know that that shaped me a lot, thinking about the people who had left those marks and in the stone and what stories they were trying to tell and, and just how, uh, how much of an impact that had on, on me and, and, uh, leaving my own mark, I guess. Yeah. I've had similar experiences where I've seen something, whether it was, you know, I, I spent some time in, in the New Mexico, Arizona area. Um, uh, Oh, I almost 30 years ago. And I, um, I saw a lot of really amazing things, um, and and you wonder sometimes who um, who who lived here, who who created this, who um, you you can you can sometimes look at something really old and say who held this and what did they do with it and um, did it mean yeah. anything to them and um, you know being able to 
to have that experience with what you do has got to be amazing. And, and so I see some of your work there behind you. Yes, and, um, I'm in, in the studio now. I know, and it, I, I love it. And so one of the pieces um, up above your shoulder looks like, almost looks like an aerial view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this one yeah. here, yeah. yeah. And so is that is that something, did you do that from, is that an aerial view? Were you flying? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's um, an aerial view of, of downtown Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, it's It's been taken, the reference photo for this was taken from a, a drone, uh, which which I've become licensed in recently since this uh, beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, there's there's a whole there's a whole new regulation. Um, I I don't know what the laws are in Canada, but there's a whole new regulatory thing with with drones in America. And I'm not I I don't I, I want one. They're they seem fun. Um, yeah. And so I wasn't sure. I knew you were a pilot, and I'm thinking, okay, I can't text and drive, but this guy can fly a plane and and break out the camera and just go to town. <laughs> And so that's not the case. You have a you have a drone. And so do you how often do do drones play into you and Emily's work? Uh so for for my own work now in Vancouver, the drone is playing a, a significant part of of the experience. Uh the perspectives that I'm I'm after are are aerial in nature. Uh, I have a, have a real fascination with mapping and, and aerial mapping specifically with, uh, with the drone is, is just a, an amazing technology to be able to Im- incorporate into my art that I, I, I never had before. The expense is, is very reasonable uh, versus you know, uh, hiring an aircraft or hiring an airplane and uh, going for a flight above a city. The challenges of having to fly a plane and get that right <laughs> perspective, not good. <laughs> I wonder. And so, you know, looking down, looking down at the landscape, especially like a, like a cityscape, um, it's really interesting sometimes to me um, seeing how the roads and the buildings are, are laid out and how everything seems to, to be interconnected in a way. Um, do you do you do you enjoy that? Absolutely. I think that that's you're hitting it right on the head for me. Like the the connection that I'm depicting in the aerial paintings, the the connection that we have with one another, as well as the connections that we're having with the uh, environment around us, are are fascinating. Uh, some of them are quite you know beautiful. And then there's the, the dichotomy of the, the tragedy as well of, of the impact that we're having on our, our landscapes as human beings is, is significant. And, and I'm not attempting to get too, uh, um, too much of a, of a statement on that in my work, but it's definitely an element it's interesting, um, you know, as you were as you were talking, and, I, and so I'm listening, and I'm looking at the piece, and I, I'm thinking about what it is we're we're even discussing. I um, I think what's interesting to me is, um, and kind of what you touched on is that, um, you know, when you're when you're up there, or you're you're looking at the 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 drone footage later, you know, whatever the case may be, and and seeing how things are are laid out and interconnected, it. Um, 
It almost gives you this sense of um, understanding that um, the, the world is more, more connected than we, we sometimes think it is. And, and we, we sometimes lose track with the idea of how one thing could, 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 um, could essentially impact another or how, how I could impact someone else or, or whatever. And um, that's just really interesting to me. You know, and as far as the, as far as the environment, um, you know, and I don't want to harp on it either, but um, you know, I remember early on with the, with the, with the shutdown, um, initially there was, and so it was on the news um, pretty regularly that, um, you know, I just, us just being home for a while, us not manufacturing and, and wasting as much, um, there was this huge impact. And um, the earth was... In, in such a relatively short amount of time, managed to um, to heal itself a little bit, and and that was really interesting. That you know, I, I think we go out and we consume and we live and and we we just go on with our lives, not understanding that you know that connection that we have to everyone and everything in our world. And so that kind of brings me to, and I think it was, I think you were in Newfoundland when you were painting. Um, dilapidated buildings is, is that is that where you were yeah that's correct yeah and what was the what was the talk tell, tell me about it tell me why you did it and, and and what it did for you as a person as an artist what it meant uh the the dilapidated buildings were done in a monochromatic paint uh i was i was working on a self-exploration of the cycle of of life in a lot of ways and the the fear that i have myself of of death and i i think that in that series of, of paintings i'm exploring just the 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 temporary existence that something such as a, a building has without the maintenance and it's this uh relic that as as quickly as we've built them and and uh, maintain them they have this this uh, inherent ability to just be reabsorbed into the the earth through the decay and there's uh, something very terrifying about how obvious it is when you witness a, a building that is decaying and what that could potentially be implying for the larger community at, at, at uh, stake or, or its surroundings. Um, in, in the province of, of Newfoundland on Eastern, in Eastern Canada, there was a fairly significant push from the, the government to amalgamate communities because of the, the, the how scattered these different smaller communities were around the province and what they did was because of the expense of resources with medical services schooling etc they they decided to resettle a lot of these smaller communities and move them into larger communities and uh, those buildings that got left behind were relics of of a of a time that I think when you're in it, it feels so permanent, but when you see the building decaying, it's very representative of a, of a time that's now gone. 
and it, it can be quite sad and it can be quite uh, difficult to process, but there's also that, uh, that the, 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 the psychological process of, of acknowledging it, grieving it and continuing to move on as well. So I get that it, um, you know, on, on, on a human level, it, um, it makes sense that, you know, for instance, you know, you or I could, could live a life and, and, you know, our lives could be, could be fairly mediocre or mundane and, 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 you know, we could, we could never really, um, establish ourselves successfully or, or whatever, you know, never gain this real prominence or, 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 or vice versa. We could, we could absolutely do all of those things. And, and the wonderment is, you know, a year, five years, 10 years after I'm gone, um, what impact did I have? Um, who, who, who can walk down the street and stand in front of this dilapidated, you know, dwelling and, and wonder and realize and, and see what its, what its former majesty was, what its structure, what its foundation, what its roots were, and, and the impact that it played in that, within that community or within the lives of the individuals who, who maybe work there, live there, um, you know, whatever. It's, um, that's really interesting. It is fascinating. There's um, a, a poem by a Canadian poet named Al Purdy that I really enjoy. It's called Lament for the Dorsets. Uh, the Dorsets were a, 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 a Aboriginal, Native, uh, Native American people that were uh, of Inuit. There was a, a link between the Dorset and Inuit, and uh, they're they're no longer in existence. But there's this poem that this uh, Alperti wrote about the discovery of this this ivory swan and how the person who was creating it had ideas and thoughts and decided to pick up this piece of ivory and carve uh, that idea into it. And after many, many years, the carving is discovered. And one of the final moments of the poem, it discusses how the, the ivory thoughts are still warm. And I, I feel like how the impact that we have on each other and the, the ability to, to, to keep these ideas and these imaginations and these, these feelings and thoughts transcend time and existence. It's uh, so incredible. You know, it's just like a relic of a building or a painting or a, or a, a, a sculpture. You know, and, and so we, um, we've kind of hit on, on the, the sense of nostalgia, the sense of, of what was and, and, you know, carrying that on. And um, it's interesting because it, it brought me to, it brought me all the way back to uh, an earlier question. So when we were talking, when we first sat down, we were talking about what kind of, what kind of got you painting. And I know that your grandfather painted in the 40s. And if I remember correctly, you were gifted his, his palette knives and, and his easel. Yes, that's correct. And so there's this extension. And so, the, you know, obviously this is something that's influenced you. Um, you know, him, 
his, his existence, his work, these are, are obviously things that, that have influenced you in, in probably mm-hmm. in a very profound way. I wonder, do you, do you use those, the, 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 the palette knives and the easel? Oh man, that's like such a great link from what we were just talking about with the, the swan, like you're saying, the, those uh, palette knives that I inherited from my grandfather, it's exactly, exactly what, what we're talking about. And, um, yeah, I was very lucky to have inherited those. My uncle, who is also a, a sculptor, woodworker, he had no real interest in using the palette knife. So I had I was in it at the time and he gifted them to me. And I, I do remember that at the time that I had the opportunity to, to hold the knife in my hand, how profound that experience was for me, knowing that it was the exact same knife that my grandfather used in his own work and how essentially those, those uh, ivory thoughts were being transcended and were, were being passed on to me, giving me that opportunity. And definitely the spark was, was really invigorated there. Um, I don't use those knives now. They're, they're, uh, they're a very precious relic for me. So I don't, I don't want to make them any more uh, damaged then I have to. Um, also, I, I'm, uh, I've got a very specific size of uh, knife that I use now that wasn't a part of that collection. So it's, uh, it's been, been put in into safekeeping now. Yeah. It, um, yeah, it's gotta be, it's gotta be unbelievable to, to hold something and, and, Possess something so dear that that there's this connection, and so so you and he have this connection of of palette knife painting. Um, you have this you know familial you know connection of blood and, and relation, and um, there's there's almost yeah exactly there's this ivory connection of you know what was what was created with this, what was the intention, what was the thought, what was. Do you own any of his work? Is any of his work um, within the family? Yes, I do. Uh, I was really lucky when I was living in Newfoundland. There was a, um, a family from Ontario, which is where he was was working as an artist and teaching as an artist. And he used to trade his paintings with uh, the family who owned a, an art supply store. And they contacted me. Like up to that point, I didn't have any of his paintings. I had a couple of his sketches, but uh, when they when they contacted me, they they were interested in in uh, uh, the story from my perspective, and I ended up uh, trading them my own artwork for that art. And his painting now sits in our home, and it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a beautiful piece to have. That's, that's gotta be, that's amazing. That's a really good story. It's gotta be, you know, it's just another one of those ivory moments where, you know, you, you can exchange your, your work today for something that, that is historic and that, that has the sentimental value to you. And this, this intrinsic value of, of roots and foundation and, and so it's going back to that that dilapidated building that was once this this structure that was, you know, beautiful or foreboding and just had this this foundation and this life all its own. And um, 
you've um, you've been able to to take something from the past, bring it bring it back into your home, and and give it life and recognition. That's um yeah, that's pretty cool. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it is neat to be a part of that that chain. I think it it feels like a it's like this chain of 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 history that you really feel embedded in. Not to you know, it's not it's not like it's uh, uh, going to be on a Wikipedia page or anything like this. It's it's, <laughs> it's just a it's a cool story in our family, and I'm I'm really happy to be a part of that. Yeah, it's got to be. You know, sometimes you just have to have those moments that. Um, you know, they don't make the headlines, but, um, you know, they yeah. definitely make a, a huge impact um, personally. And that's, um, you know, and it just we continue to go back to those buildings and we go back to those those lives and that um, that that existence that is is very temporary and and yet so incredibly impactful. And we don't um, we don't you know, not everybody is 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 able to to be up in the plane or, or see the footage from the drone and, and see the interconnections. And so that's what we're doing is we're we're, we're very much um, connecting the world with your grandfather, with you, with your work, with um, with, with who you are as an artist. And um, I, I think it's been amazing. What um, what are you working on right now? Oh, so Emily and I were uh, invited with our gallery here in Vancouver to be be uh, be put together a, a show for October of this year. It's it's our very first exhibition together, and uh, we are really stoked about this. It's it's we've been really lucky. I mean, in one sense, with uh, the pandemic and staying at home, etc., we've had a lot more time to to focus on our our creativity and time together and that's what we're we're doing so so we're working on a show for for october i'm taking one perspective of the city and she's taking a different perspective of the city and and uh we're we're putting those together yeah do you do you, do you and emily ever paint the the same buildings or the same the same areas that's a that's cool that you're you're asking that. Um, so we were talking the other day about how we would like to to move into something of this this realm where my aerial perspective is focused on the the same point that she is uh, taking a perspective in the opposite direction. So her hers tend to be like on the the ground, the street view. And I, I would be fascinated with that opposite perspective of, of looking at it and how it complements one another and just how, how different they can be, but of the same. Uh, at this point, we're, we haven't done anything like that that you're speaking of intentionally. Uh, the, the city streets like this one that you're looking at here with Vancouver is of a, of a street called uh, Granville Street. And she's done some really amazing paintings of Granville Street that would be uh, deeper down into the perspective and and going down the street, so that'll be neat how it's all tied in together like that. Yeah, for sure. It um, and that was really where exactly where you took me is exactly you know that was that was going to be my follow up to to the whole initial question was um, you know it's got to be um, it's got to be really interesting to um, 
to you know and so you're doing you're doing the same same building same same area from from very different perspectives and it's interesting to me you know i you and i could we could we could paint the same exact thing from the same exact angle angle um we could we could participate um in the same situation or or view the the same dandelion and, and we are absolutely going to to interpret every one of those things very differently. Maybe not so extremely that you know what I mean. It, it's going to be black and white, night and day. But um, it's it's absolutely um, it's a very so very interesting to me how people see the world, especially artists, because I think artists um, tend to be so generous with with letting out. Um, their perception of of of, of sight and and, and 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 just sensory overall, and um, so I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see the the perspectives that that you guys bring, and um, I think what will be really interesting about that um, are the um, I think the I think the the things that resemble. Um, one another in your perspectives will be as interesting as as the the differences you mm, know yeah yeah definitely i we we talk about that quite often um i mean it's it it's, sometimes it's it's nice if i go to work or she goes to work so that we can have a bit of a break from talking about art because <laughs> it's like we talk about it a lot we are both so passionate about it and uh, it's, it's, it's amazing how we've come together, but what we do talk a lot about is just how fascinating it is that we essentially use the, the same brand of paint, uh, much of the same color and we're, we're painting the same city. Some of the tools we're using are the same and how different we ultimately express ourselves and, and that that is fascinating what you're what you're saying there so i like it it's incredibly interesting to to be able to to look at an experience like like you and emily and you know and so i i have the benefit over over you know some of the listeners um in that you know having talked to her i I already know i already know so much about her and i'm learning about you but one of the things I learned from her, her and that, that you've reinforced is that you guys have this really deep connection um, with, with your work and that you, so you share the same studio space. Um, she said, you're kind of messy. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> um, she's a radio hog. And, uh, <laughs> and so I, I know that I know that I know the, the, the pros and the cons so far. Um, but she said that, you know, Hey, you know, we, um, we will linger, and so you know when when one of us finishes first, the other one will will kind of linger and 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 just be present um, in the studio and and watch or, or 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 you know take on whatever task. And um, yeah, but after you know after the lights go out and the studio is is closed for the day, you guys will will possibly you'll take a hike or or you know um, you know retire to the living room or the kitchen, whatever it is you guys are doing very much part of the conversation most of the time is, is your work, is your perspectives. And, um, it's gotta be really interesting. Um, so many people are, are very, very private with their studio spaces and, and with their work when it's, when it's in progress. 
and you guys are sharing that with one another. I wonder, Rom, hmm. I, I wonder how much um, your work influences each other's work, and, and if there's anything that, if there's like this natural repellent, you know, when you, sometimes when you put magnets too close together, depending, I, I forget what the thing is, is, and so sometimes they will repel one another um, before they attach, and... Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's got to be a point where there, you know, in your situation, there's absolutely got to be this point where there's these laws of attraction, but there's also got to be this point where you guys are separate people and separate artists. Do you, what are your thoughts on that? Very uh, complex subject you're uh, exploring there. The um, there's there's so many different. Uh, connections on on our levels uh, between Emily and I. Like uh, we we originally met on Instagram through a hashtag, so you know instantaneously we're like a, a bit of that modern day love story, and we connected on a very emotional cerebral level, and uh, there was. You know, there was, uh, I think, a, a obvious mutual attraction from the beginning. And um, we met together in, in Montreal, Canada. And um, from that, that point forward, our, our levels of connection have, have just incrementally increased on such a level that I, I often don't even understand it. Uh, just because it's, it's quite intense and quite amazing. Um, I, I'm being very open about that. I, I, sorry, but, um, no, it's fine. <clears throat> yeah. The, the, what's so fascinating about our relationship to me is, is that we've been able to, uh, explore our individual passions at the same time as encouraging it in the other and still attempting to and being very aware of retaining our own identities in our work as well as not being shy about uh, helping one another either. So we talk a lot about philosophy, we talk a lot about life and art and paints and these kinds of things and they deeply affect and influence one another. I have a lot of struggles with uh, my, my perception of color is, is, is uh, a work in progress. And she has a very strong uh, ability to identify color and what goes into it. And I, I really rely on her a lot to help me with that. And that's a, a blessing. I also like to bounce a lot of my ideas off of her and get her feedback and she does the same with me and it's 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 really cool that we can we can do that what what does she struggle at that that you you can you can help her with nothing nothing (laughs) (laughs) mine's perfect too i um yeah unfortunately i and so i did not meet i did not meet heather via hashtag and so um 
you know, and it's funny, I, 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 when you said that, and I knew that, you know, Emily had, Emily had told me that when, when her and I talked about the hashtag, and I, I didn't think about it then, and I don't know why, but I, as you were talking, I thought, you know, man, you know, I had, I had a few months ago started the whole social media thing, and, and, and hashtags are very important, and I thought, man, you know, I gotta, I gotta up my hashtag game. I mean, this, these, these people found, they found love. They found marriage. They found a studio mate. They they found someone who supports them in their in their work. And and you know, um, so whose whose hashtag was it? Was it yours or hers? We both had it um, on our our work. That's that's how we found each other. Was that we both had uh, uh, attached the same same hashtag to our our work with the palette knife painting, and um, we we just found each other through that i and we've we've asked each other like who do you who who found each other first i don't i don't even remember yeah, i wonder who so you don't remember who reached out first uh i do that's that's we, another we, story we, we we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to that's fine we we our, our discussion has been so deep and so it's been so incredibly generous and that's the one thing that i i really enjoy, i've enjoyed about both of you is that you, you, your, your artwork is incredibly generous. Your, your words and your sentiment and your journey is, um, you know, the idea that you guys are, are, are willing to, to sit down and, and, and be so forthcoming with things that are kind of deep and, and just mm. essential to, to who you are and, and what you create. Um, you know, that's, that's rare. I, I think it's, I think it's especially rare for artists. I think it's really easy for, for an artist to, not easy. I think it's easier for for me, for essentially as an artist, to to paint something or to to speak into this microphone and 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 a, express a, a sentiment or or you know participate in something that um, you know maybe I wouldn't necessarily do face to face. And and so um, I wonder. Oh, sorry. I totally oh, cut you go off ahead. there. I'm sorry. I, I was just wondering if there was something about the the this over the course of the last year where we're we are learning almost on a much larger scale as a as a species to connect this way um you know i i know that at the beginning of the this situation with the pandemic i was feeling quite shy about speaking but i i mean we've had so many of these zoom kind of meetings etc that uh it's it's kind of become a normal activity and i and i really feel like this is quite an intimate conversation between you and i so it's uh it's good <laughs> it is it is it's um it's interesting you know i've um i've learned a lot in the in the last few months um you know the social interactions um you know, first of all i've i've found that um you know starting this it was it was very much a training wheels type of thing where um you know, initially, I um, I learned that um, I was not the only one who didn't know how to have a conversation, and so I, I absolutely would not recommend. If you don't know how to have a conversation, don't start a podcast where you interview people. Um, <laughs> it's a super well, bad idea, and and you're gonna take some you're gonna take some knocks, and and so it's you know it's probably very comparable to to picking up that palette knife for the first time. Um, you, you look at the painting, you've got the palette knife, you've got the paint, and you think, oh, yeah, I got this. And, and, and you don't. It, it takes time. You've got you've to learn. And, um, 
Well, I think you're doing a fantastic job. I mean, I mean I've listened to a, a, a number of your podcasts with, I was listening to uh, your podcast with Eshe yesterday. I, I hope I'm pr- pronouncing his name correctly, but uh, that, that was an amazing podcast. Uh, you really connected well and, and uh, you know, with Emily. And I forget the name of the band that you were talking with uh, a couple Dal- of weeks ago. That was the Dalmas. Dalmas. They were, that was an awesome interview. Really enjoyed that. They were interesting. And so, you know, it's, um, it's interesting to, you know, the great thing about what I do is, um, you know, I get to talk to people from, from all over the country, all over the world, different walks of life, um, you know, very, very different in, in so many ways. And it, it's really a lot like what, what you guys do. And so, you know, you, you can, you can both walk up to a building or, or, you know, she can walk up to the building and, and you can, you can view the building from its own. And, um, it, it means something very different to you and, and you see it very differently. And, um, when it, when it, um, when it metamorphoses onto the, the canvas, it is, um, it is going to be, re- it's going to be referenced, um, in those ways that are incredibly similar. And it's going to be referenced in those ways that are, are very different. And, um, I, I think it's those subtle differences that, um, that are really important right now. It's the, it's the being able to approach someone. I think we are so starved. I think we're so starved um, socially that um, you know some of us are, are are starting to come out of our um, out of our shells a little bit. shell out of our. I can't speak today. Some a lot of us are coming out of our shells, and um, one of the things that you kind of touched on a few minutes ago was the possibility that you might be a little introverted and, um, and I'm very much an introvert. And, um, and so this is, this is a huge risk for me, you know, putting myself out there doing something like this. And, and so you kind of hinted to the idea that you might be a little introverted. And I know that a lot of artists are, um, are, are you an introvert? Definitely. Uh, I, I really enjoy connection with people and, uh, but, it is something that I find very, uh, it can be emotionally exhausting for me because I do invest a lot in my relationships and on a, on a larger scale, it can be very exhausting. Um, whereas time that I've spent with myself is very energizing and um, f- for whatever reason, I'm just able to spend a long time on my own and my own thoughts and, and feelings and, and painting. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely introverted. Yeah. And so it's almost, it's almost like we went back to the fifth grade and, and, mm. and so you've changed schools. Um, you, you're not really feeling, you know, particularly social and welcomed and, and accepted or, 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 or essentially passably, you're not feeling as if you're a peer and, and you enter cl- you enter art class, and um, you know now you now you have something to talk about. You have something. I think it's really interesting that um, um, I think I think what it is with introverts and as as artists, especially me as an artist, and, and so I just kind of learned something about myself. You know, having a conversation with you, which is awesome, and so that's great. It, it yeah, it's um, 
it's really easy for me to be engaged um, in so as an introvert. It's really easy. It's a lot easier, I guess, for me to be engaged in a conversation that I feel safe in, that I feel included in, that I feel as if I'm a peer in that in that conversation. And um, and so I wonder. I, I'm guessing that's probably the same for you. That um, you know, with Emily, and so first and foremost, you, you guys are married. Um, and, and so you, you share a very deep relationship and, and there is all the emotion and the safety and the security of, of that relationship and this foundation of, of work, of, of, of art. And it, it's got to be absolutely amazing. And it's got to feel very, very safe to explore that and, and to venture out into that world and, um, and to be part of that world. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, you know, being able to stand in front of a canvas and work through your ideas and your feelings in a way that's, um, quite, quite methodical in, in an essence, uh, and very reflective. It gives me an opportunity to, to take my time with, with a, a thought and a feeling and, and really work through it. Um, I, I, you know, I spend a lot of time just looking at my own paintings and observing it and seeing what I need to change and put in, etc. Uh, whereas I feel like a, a conversation like we're having right now requires this, uh, this, this unrecorded or uh, unrehearsed kind of unknown territory that you're going into and it, it can be very it, it does it leaves you you know vulnerable and a little bit uh it, it's intense for 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 me for sure to to express myself like this i get that it um but i hope it's i hope it's a great i hope it's a, a great experience i i know for me it um yeah. No, it's it's awesome. I I really yeah. do enjoy talking with you. I think it's uh, interesting. I mean, I, I I think one of the things that's a bit challenging about it is I would like to ask you more questions. You are get welcome to, know to do that. I mean, and if, if we get too far off point, I, I will I will edit it out. But you know, the, yeah. that's the thing, and and so that's the thing, and and that's I would love for you to do that because this is very much a um, it's a conversation, not an interview, and so it's it's. You know, it's. Um, I would imagine that if I if I were standing in a gallery or or you know wherever I might be viewing one of your paintings, I I very much would think that, you know, I would want to have a conversation with the painting. I would want to I would want to step away from that painting, prompted to to think about it, to have conversations, to have thoughts, to wonder. You know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So with. Uh like, like I've been curious because I, I mean, I perused your Instagram account and looked at your visual art as well. And uh, you have a lot of very powerful imagery. And I'm curious, like you said that you're not, you're not practicing visual art now. I am not. Okay. I have. Is there? Is there sorry. What? No, go ahead. Oh, I was just wondering if there's uh, like any. A way for you to connect to visual art or if it's just something you're not interested in pursuing right now or oh no 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 i um 
And so I, I, I do video and, um, and so I do a little bit of stuff with that. It, um, and so the, the thing with the art is that, um, I, I, so I have ALS and so I don't have, um, I, 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 I'm still able to, to move my arms and hands, but I don't always control purposeful movement. And so my, mm. my hands don't allow me, um, precision. And so, okay. um, you know, towards the, towards the end of my, my career as an artist, I, I essentially had to, I had to reinvent and develop a style of my own that, um, allowed me to, to really kind of put together shapes and, and, um, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, if you look at some of my pieces up close, the closer you stand, they, um, many of them appear to be melting, um, on the canvas, on the metal, whatever, the, whatever they're on. And, um, that, and, but, you know, from a couple of feet away, it, or it forms this, this perfect, you know, picture and you know exactly what it is. Um, and that, that style was developed because I was, I was starting to lose the purposeful movement of my, of my hands. And mm -hmm. so I, you know, not having that precision, I, I, I you know, I'll tell you what, um, the, that was one of the most impactful things um, in my life. And, and, and definitely as my, in, in my, my career as an artist is that um, knowing that, it was fleeting and that, that I would, I would soon be creating my last piece, knowing that I would create my last piece, um, knowing that the time was short was overwhelming because it, it wasn't the sadness of, um, you know, it wasn't pity. It wasn't self-pity. It wasn't this thing of, oh man, that sucks, you know, for me and, and poor me. Um, I think what was impactful was the idea when I realized that I, I wouldn't be able to create much longer in that way, it was the, um, the thought that came into my head immediately and, and it's still there is I have so many things left to create so many things left to say so many things left to, to see and to view and, and to, to not be able to interpret. And so for me, I think it's a lot like you, um, I, I see the world and I have opinions and I have emotions and I, I have, things that make me feel safe and things that make me feel insecure. And, and as an artist, I think we, we all absolutely want to, to stand on that, that very high mountaintop and, and feel safe and sane, you know, just screaming out at the top of our lungs, this is, this is how I view this. Um, isn't it tragic? Isn't it glory, glorious? Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it ugly? But it is how I see it. And, um, and so, you know, this opportunity, you know, with podcasting, with having these conversations and, 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 and exploring, um, it, it, has, it has become my canvas. It, it's my opportunity to, to be present and to participate and, and to, to be up on that mountain and, you know, either scream or whisper and, and express myself. That's fascinating. That, I, I'm, I'm so inspired by hearing that for a lot of reasons, listening to you speak about how you just keep moving forward and take this opportunity to, like you said earlier about how challenging it is to have a conversation and all the, the bumps along the road of, of learning and, you know, making yourself vulnerable to a new medium like podcasting and, and, 
and doing what I think is excelling at it in an art form is very inspiring to me. So good, good for you. I appreciate that. You know, when it, um, it, it makes me think of the, the dilapidated buildings that you painted that, um, you know, um, when, when something with a, with a history, with a foundation, when it, when it falls, um, you know, most often we, we can pass by in life and look at that. And, you know, those of us that, that were, you know, intimate or familiar with that, um, that, that space, we can look at it and, and think, um, oh, it was once glorious or it once housed this or, or, you know, these, these people interacted within this space and, and no more, no more. And, and we, we're melancholy for a moment and we move on and we, we tend not to think about the, the unseen. And so it, it's kind of like being in the, in the plane or in the drone and looking down on the cityscape and, and seeing this, this interconnection. And so often we, you see, you, I, 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 and so I told you, I, I warned you earlier, I could be a little discombobulated, but I guess the parallel that I'm trying to make here is that, um, we, um, we often can be short-sighted and, and not understand the, the interconnections. And sometimes, um, unless they are made very apparent, we, we tend to, to you know, either ignore or not realize. And um, I think um, as, as one thing passes in life, um, you know, and so your grandfather, you, you, you have, his, you have his, his palette knives, you have his easel, and um, you, are, you are an extension of that. But you are you are not. Um, it, that doesn't define you, and so you have you have taken something very dear to someone else. You you have you possess it, you have used it, and and you have retired it, and you have continued on to to become very much your own artist, and and to to be very identified um, as you as an original. Um, yes, gently influenced and, and through history and through foundation and through things that have been dilapidated and things that um, we, we can all look at from different perspectives and interpret very differently. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's man, it's been an amazing conversation with you. It's, this has been awesome. I've really enjoyed speaking with you as well this is uh I, i've learned a lot as well especially about the significance of storytelling and 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 how the variety of storytelling and and connecting is is really limitless and all has such great value 